0: Hey loves! Welcome to the Soulful Self-Care Sessions. I'm Pleasance, your host for this sometimes magical, sometimes science sometimes super woo podcast. My intention is to create a supportive, loving home for your soul. Together, let's explore the ancient wisdom teachings of yoga, Ayurveda, and Eastern philosophy right alongside modern science, well-being, and lifestyle design. Here, we live into the questions and we don't pretend to have all the answers. I deeply appreciate your support, and I really hope that this inspires you to have more joy and ease every single sacred day. Okay, hi everyone. This is Pleasant, and this is the first episode of the Soulful Self Care Sessions. And I'm really nercited, my nervous and excited (laughs) term, because I am obsessed with podcasts and have been a podcast listener. um, uh, And I feel like more of a student of podcasts for such a long time because I take notes and I re-listen to episodes and I just love them. And over the past few years, I have had a desire to create my own podcast. Mainly because I have a dear, dear soul friend, Anna Guest Jelly, who's here with us now. Anna, say hello. Hi. (laughs) Um, Who has an amazing podcast and lifestyle brand, really, as a yoga teacher called Curvy Yoga. And the podcast is Love Curvy Yoga, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So about probably, I don't know, Anna, like maybe a year and a half ago, I said to Anna, I secretly want a podcast, but I'm really nervous. And she said, you should do it. Now is the time. And as we got closer and thinking about what it would look like and what it would feel like and what would the intention be, um, it came to me that I would love, love, love to kick off this series and this experiment um, with my dear friend Anna has a conversation and some questions and answers around this whole creative process. And um, I think the layering of when something is really scary and you're still doing it anyway. So <laughs> I invited Anna to chat with me today and make it a little less scary. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for experimenting with me
1: (laughs) yeah thanks for inviting me I'm so excited I've been ready to be a listener of this podcast for (laughs) that whole year and a half so I'm super excited (laughs) to be here
0: thank you for encouraging me um as always so Anna and I um have been friends for over five years now five years now yeah probably over um Do you want to talk a little about our friendship since I've been talking so much? (laughs) Sure. So we met through a
1: mutual friend, Rachel Cook, who some of you may know does a lot of business stuff in the yoga world and beyond. Um, And we both were, I would say, at similar places in our businesses when we met. And then we kind of kept in touch a bit off and on. And then 20, I don't know, I just feel like over the years our friendship kind of grew until I came to DC to learn more about your studio, because I was opening a studio in Nashville at the time. Mm -hmm. And then we were just like in love and best friends from then on out. (laughs) (laughs) So a big part I would say of our friendship and you're welcome to chime in on this is really supporting each other in business. And then that grew into in life because Mm -hmm. we both hit Burn out in different ways but related yeah. ways around the same time and really knew that we needed to make a change in our lives and slow down. And I can say for me for sure that I would not have been able to maintain that and really integrate it as part of my life without you as my friend. It's so important to have somebody I think who mm-hmm. you can talk to and be like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to put all this stuff back on my plate or what do I do? Do you think I should do this? Um, just really helpful to have somebody who shares your values and your vision in so many different ways.
0: Totally agree. And I think that um, having someone that, again, in terms of the values and the vision piece, is so important because something like this, so strategically, when you're talking about business, um, there's a lot of mentors and coaches and programs that will really encourage you, I think, to be doing all the things. Yeah. Um, and I know for myself and what I've heard from you is that like that for us doesn't feel so good. Like we both started feeling so much better in our marriages, in our friendships, in our relationship to ourselves, Um like our deep inner being um, really developed and became um, just something that we really highly prioritized. And we started taking really good care of ourselves Mm -hmm. in ways that we had not before, um, which led us both to deeper dives in Ayurveda and deeper dives in terms of the underlying reason why we were doing so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you're creating something new, um, it's so awesome to go to someone, which is why I went to you, to say, I'm thinking of this new idea, um, I'm scared and excited, and I'm not quite sure what the outcome is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like A lot of people start podcast or start a creative writing a book or um, doing a one-day event or something, they start something because they want that end result, they want that outcome. That's not what this is, and to have someone who supports you and encourages you to still show up and do something super scary or new, um, just because it's so fun and your your like soul is is really crying out for it, um, Hmm. feels really magical. You know, it feels um, it feels just like a, a gift to your to your own creative work. Which I think is not always valued in business, right? Because of the results Mm. piece. Because I don't know what the result is going to be,
1: you know? Right. And I think because you haven't predetermined the result, you leave yourself and everybody listening open to Mm -hmm. wherever it can take you, which I think Mm -hmm. is really powerful. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Will you tell us a little about your podcast journey, like how it started and what you're teaching on it and what's been great about it and maybe something that's not been so great about it? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I started it in 2014 because I, like you shared earlier, love listening to podcasts. I'm listening to podcasts constantly. Mm -hmm. And I was at the time too. And I just thought, you know, there really aren't that many podcasts that I could find about yoga even at all much less Mm -hmm. the intersection of yoga and body acceptance. So Mm -hmm. I started it doing weekly interviews, because that's the model I really saw, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, out there, there's a lot of interview podcasts. And what I found is that while I had a lot of really powerful conversations, I just feel like I, I wasn't that great of an interview, or I wasn't that interested in doing it. And so I stopped doing it for almost a year because I just felt like, eh, I don't really know if this is really that great for you know me or for other people. And then I think talking to you and also talking to my husband, I just had this idea that I could do little short snippets where it was mostly just me. I occasionally have people yeah. on um, and share whatever is kind of up or that I, I'm getting questions about or yeah. whatever. So I really teach along the lines of yoga and body acceptance, but making all of that very practical and doable. Because to me, it's not helpful if it's pie in the sky. I really Mm -hmm. am the kind of person who wants to know the concrete steps. And so I like to teach from that place Mm -hmm. as well. So how, what's your
0: vision for your podcast? So I think that it's similar in that I, my dream and my um, real motivation is, so I, you know, have run yoga studios in DC. I had little Om Yoga for eight years. And in a variety of settings, we had a studio in Georgetown in Palisades and Virginia, and we closed one and moved one and, you know, just had a bunch of variations. So I've had the privilege and the honor of interacting with a lot of women and families in the Washington DC area for really the past 10 years. Um, And it's been such a treat. And lately, as I've been teaching um, classes, I notice that I'm repeating a lot of um, the like most powerful, potent wisdom tradition teachings from Ayurveda and yoga and Buddhism and um, just really awesome teachings that have totally changed my, my life and my Mm -hmm. lens and have made the biggest impact on how I show up. Right. And so I'm teaching these things over and over. And I think that's when I sort of went to you and said, like, this feels like there, how can I get these teachings out in the world to help more people and make an impact? Um, I think podcasting is a really, beautiful way to sit, to have it in a system that's really easy to find and that's accessible for everyone because there is a level of privilege, um, that happens when you're, you know, spending money to go on a weekend retreat. Um, and I feel like have it being inclusive and being accessible is really important to me. And so having teachings, um, and sharing all the stuff that I've learned over the years and studied and spent thousands of hours studying and learning and thinking and writing. Like, I just love this stuff so much. Um, it felt like a podcast was the best format. So my, what I'm dreaming of is that there will be the, just like you said, sort of how you're doing it, shorter teachings, not so long, um, a few interviews here and there because I have the most amazing women in my life and I can't (laughs) not like get on the phone and talk to them about how awesome they are and the work they're doing in the world. Like I have to share my friends with everybody um, (laughs) because I'm so lucky to have so many amazing women. So I envision that once in a while there'll be an awesome interview around our self-care around our soul practices, because I think behind all these fabulous stories of our lives, um, really are the ways that we've listened to our soul and our intuition, the teachings that have brought us the wisdom that we are, you know, bringing into the world to our children and to our friends, um, and so I, I also kind of dream that some of the episodes will be practices. So maybe talking through some breathing practices, um, some mind-body practices. Um, I, want it, I want the soul care, Soulful Self-Care Sessions home to be a place where you can go and feel nourished and nurtured and um, where you feel like you're taking really good care of yourself by sharing in our community and by listening to the practices and the teachings and the conversations.
1: Yeah. And building up that library where people can go back to it, which is really cool. Yes.
0: So that's a big, yeah. Thanks for saying that because that's a really big thing too, is that when someone reaches out um, to uh, work with me or to, you know, ask a question, how can I learn more about Ayurveda? How can I learn more about the type of yoga you teach or, um, you know, belief, your mindset beliefs or whatever the thing is. Um, Right now, I don't have a place where you can easily um, access that information. And so I can't wait until I get that phone call or the email and they say, hey, I'm really curious. Uh, You know, I want to learn more about what you teach and being able to say awesome. You can go listen to, you know, episodes three to five or 50 to 100, whatever, really giving <laughs> them something tangible to say, you can listen and you can hear more about, um, about the practices and the teachings that are so powerful. So that feels really cool. There's one other totally selfish reason why I feel so inspired to do this right now. And it is my daughter Mm. And it is that, um, I have spent the majority of my life as a seeker wanting to find joy Mm -hmm. and I'm persistent about it. Like I will live and I am living a, a joyful life. Like that is my, Mm -hmm. I'm so determined, (laughs) And the first half of my life was not um, always so joyful. And there was a lot of trauma and a lot of pain. And finding my way out of that and moving towards the light and feeling so good in my body and mind and soul, and sharing that with um, the world, but more importantly, sharing that with my daughter who's now 10 and is about to enter. Um, you know, that decade, that 10 to 20, where a lot of our societal norms talk about how difficult and challenging um, it is. And it is, especially in today's world. I mean, I think in all generations, it's been that way, you know, teenage girls. Um, But this is a gift also for her. Like, I want her, um, she may not listen now, she may not listen in the future, but to know that there is um a record for her to go back that there is um information that comes through us and comes through me that is a gift to our girls and especially to Sailor um is a really big motivation for me right now.
1: Mm. I feel like this is going to be connected to what you just shared about Sailor so you've mentioned a couple times the word soul and the title of the podcast includes soulful Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what that means to you and how that shows up for you in your life
0: so I think that the first really the first part of my life was a very ego driven um path and it wasn't necessarily on purpose I think it was because it's just I was doing all the right things right Mm -hmm. so I went to a good school and I got good grades and I listened to what my grandmother told me to do. And, (laughs) you know, I stayed on the path and I became um, a school teacher in an urban, in an urban setting. And then I became a principal and was very high achieving. And at the same time I was, um, not feeling well. Like I didn't feel good in my wholeness. I didn't feel integrated. I felt angry. I felt resentful. I felt like I kept saying yes to all of the committees and the responsibilities. I kept saying yes to everybody else. Um, and was really afraid of downtime and really afraid to have any space in my schedule. Um, and how I see it now is, is when I was introduced to yoga, um, and started practicing regularly, I became aware of this disconnect that -hmm. there was an ego part of my body and my life that had been guiding it. And listen, like probably as a protector, right? Like I think again, probably as a way, um, to live in the world. And sometimes we have to do that in order to get through certain things. Um, but being 29 and sort of checking all the boxes that I was supposed to have checked and still feel angry and like resentful towards the world did not feel good. And because Mm -hmm. I've always, I've always my inner being, my intuition, my deepest parts of me have always really wanted to feel joy and feel love and feel wholeness. Um, there was some real tension there. And so my yoga practice, starting it and, and studying and um, learning so much about inner work and your soul work and the softer, more feminine sides um, mm-hmm. of my life, um, it was like very slowly, it was not suddenly, right? It was so it was slow and steady until I could just feel, The wholeness. I could feel the integration in a way that I hadn't before. So, an example would be I didn't, if someone asked me um, to do something for them or to join a committee or to sign up for something, my ego self, the old self, would always say yes because I wanted to look like a good girl and look like a good citizen and look like a good helper. And the little a little bit more integrated soul side allows there to be a pause to really assess like is this um, do I have space for this does this feel good is this something where I really can contribute you know am I doing Mm -hmm. this from a place of I'm I'm (laughs) I am enough or am I doing this to prove my worth Um, Mm -hmm. and we could, you know, I'm sure we'll do, I'm sure I'll have a lot more conversations about this in the future. Um, but the, the, for me, the soulful side is that connection side to the sacred feminine, to the softness, to slowing down. Um, because in my form, my ego form was very driven, very goal oriented and, I did a great job at checking all those boxes, mm-hmm. so um, it it was not, um, and then not feeling well was very confusing to me.
1: You know, right? Because it's like on the one hand you have all of these successes that the world is, you know, ready to recognize. Yes, and on the other hand, it sounds like you were kind of feeling like, is this it? totally. Have I chosen this?
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's what the journals, when I go back through a lot of my old journals, that's what they say is instead Mm -hmm. of really appreciating and finding, um, a deep gratitude for my life, they all talk about over and over how I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not happy enough. Um, and I think because, I was so disconnected from my soul. Like the ego was like never, was never satiated. It like kept wanting more, more, more. And um, there's never an end to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now it's the opposite. Now it's like, thank you beautiful luscious thighs for walking me around the neighborhood today <laughs> you know now I'm like such a cliche I can't <laughs> uh, like now I'm really embodying pleasance you know what mm, I mean right <laughs> yeah like, that was my given name like that is what a pleasance does right it's right. like appreciate and live in gratitude and not be so angry <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know What about you? Do you have any, what are your thoughts about ego? Like your own experience with that contrast or what do you think of when you think of soul?
1: Yeah, I feel like my experience is so similar where, and mine was, I think in a lot of ways, driven by my relationship with my body where for so long I felt like my body was a failure because it wasn't a certain size that I thought it should be. So Mm -hmm. I think on a even a subconscious level, I felt like, well, my body isn't, quote unquote, working out. So I need to do everything I can to be a success in every ever every other area of my life to kind of make up for that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I also, you know, got all the degrees and mm-hmm. worked really hard. And even when I started curvy yoga and started doing it full time, I was the same. So I mentioned earlier that Point of burnout where you and I were really connected, and I had burnt out before in mm-hmm. other jobs mm-hmm. and I had always felt like, oh, it's the job, oh, it's my boss, you know whatever and then when it was my own business and I was the boss, I was like, oh, I think I have to do a little like looking in the mirror here and do some work around that so yeah it was scary, and that's something I want to ask you about too because I think when you've been holding all of this busyness, trying to check all of these boxes, that it feels impossible to let those things go. You know, I was just thinking about people who are listening who might feel like, I want some of that, but I can't let go of things for this, that, and the other reason. And I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about those fears, how they've manifested in your life, because you mentioned that earlier, Um, and maybe some simple ways people could, Start try- experimenting with that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think um, I think it's a practice, right? It's I'm going to mm-hmm. be so annoying because that's kind of my answer for everything. All yeah, is me like too. Yeah. It, it's a practice. It's an awareness. It's a starting again. And at this point now, so I'm turning forty this year, right? And um, at this point, I've now watched myself. Um, be interested in things, take it to an extreme, burn out, um, dance with the ego soul, learning more about myself, found a, you know, a best friend who also wants to um, do less and feel good more, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what we want. um, And holding each other's hands through that process and exploring together. Um, And being honest, right? Is like, I think that, I see the power in the honesty and being human. And like, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why people love Glennon um, Doyle, Melton Doyle, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of her humanness and her, the way that she talks about life being brutal. Right. And like that piece of it, thank God for Brene Brown. Right. Thank goodness that we live in this world where this is what we're talking about. And then comes on Elizabeth, Gilbert talking about creativity and we're all creatives. And I'm just like, yes, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. these are all my friends. Right. Quote, unquote, right. who I just told someone the other day, I said, you know, my altar sits next to my bed and the altar's next to the bookshelf and I keep it all right up by my bed and by my head and close to my body because I like to sleep with my friends at night because <laughs> <laughs> I have all the books there and I just feel so um, supported by these authors and these leaders and these women who are, who, when they speak or they write, it's like, I get the chills and I can feel my soul say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, not my head necessarily, but my heart, right. It just says, yes, yes, yes. And so I do more of that. I just try to stay close to the people who are speaking my language and to people that, um, make me feel, help me feel uplifted and rising. Um, and I think that when you do that over time, the sort of the the darker stuff, um, I don't mean dark as in painful, but the people who don't make you feel so good or the situations or the events or whatever it is, I notice that I just, I'm just not really there as much, right? Mm, When I'm focusing my energy and my attention on my really beautiful relationships and, um, the things that really bring me joy and freedom and feel so good. Um, the other things have dissolved and Max Strom, actually, he's one of my yoga teachers. He talks about this, um, in his book, a life worth breathing where he says you don't necessarily have to decide to quit smoking like when you start your yoga practice. He says mm-hmm. like if you just practice more yoga and it feels good and you keep going, over time most people quit because it doesn't feel good anymore to smoke right after class or in between classes. Right. Um, and I definitely relate to that. And so that's what that's where we start is like, yeah, there might be a lot of feelings there, either fear um, – Or the unknown, but if you kind of go a little deeper, it's kind of like tingly sensation feeling because it's 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 your soul's work. It's like your soul calling. It's your um. It just feels so good, you know. So being honest feels good, right?
1: Um,
0: Well, it sounds like that
1: entryway or the doorway is maybe starting to notice what? How do I feel in my body? What am I thinking? When I think about going to this PTA meeting or saying yes to this project, like, do I already feel bitter? Am I resentful? Like, maybe those are signs to kind of check it out. Because I think sometimes when we're new to this, it can feel like I don't even know where to start. So I feel like that noticing can definitely make a big
0: difference. Yeah, I think for sure the, the body, the paying attention to your sensations, I think also because... It didn't, it took time for me, and I don't know, I'd love to hear um, your experience to be able to really skillfully discern, like, what the difference between excitement versus, like, um, like the butterflies in the stomach, were they good because it's going to be awesome and it's your next right step? Or are they, um, is it your body saying, like, no, 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 like, right. you're taking on too much? So, like, that was one for me that took a while. I knew I had read and listened to people talking about that. So I knew it was something that I wanted to pay attention to is that when you start practicing paying attention more to the body for your choices is that a lot, sometimes it can show up in the same area. So just pay attention to that and see. And I actually remember the first time that I could feel it was when you and I were on the phone. It was right after I had talked to Angela, who was going to help me publish my book. Mm -hmm. And I called you and I was like, my stomach is in knots. It's I'm so scared, but it's the right thing. Mm, And that was the first time that I ever had felt that sensation and could like very clearly communicate like, and it's the right thing.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way that honestly, I feel like it's still something that's evolving for me being able to tell the difference. But I mm-hmm. think knowing that there is a difference, and I think you were saying this earlier, um, gives me the opportunity to pause and check in and really notice what is this reaction, what's coming up. Um, and I feel like each time I do that, I get a little better at doing it in mm-hmm. the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has some of this unfolded with your process around making the podcast? Because I know at the beginning you said Mm -hmm. you were ner-cited again. So I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, (laughs) and I know from our conversations that you've kind of been like, I'm excited. I want to do it. Just kidding. I shouldn't. And how you've navigated that to this moment.
0: Yeah. So I think that. Um, framing it as an experiment is really helpful. And that's, again, a tip for sort of anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> trying something new. Um, I want to see how it feels, right? Like, I want right. to see how it feels to have this in the world. I want to hear from students, um, you know, hey, I really use that episode on blank. Uh, to fuel a conversation with my husband or it felt I took a bath and I listened to the conversation with Anna and it just, you know, it brought me chills because I just felt like I want to do more soul work for myself um, or whatever, you know, like I just, I want to experiment and ex- and see how it feels um, to kind of go through this process because one of the things that is, um, Really a gift is to keep trying new things and to not be paralyzed by the fear. Um, And sometimes, again, like our heads are telling us one thing and our hearts are saying something else. And so in this case, I had a business coach who told me, like, you don't have enough followers. um, You don't have enough people for this to make sense. So Mm. it has to, for your business, right? For your Mm -hmm. bottom line of your business. So I want you, if you're going to do this, I want you to do it because it's in your heart and it's a passion project and it feels good. And so I sat with that. I mean, I think she told me that in like October or Mm -hmm. November and, and now it's March, practically April. So I sat with it for a while and kept listening and trying to differentiate and eventually came to, This is my whole body is saying, yes, I'm thinking about it all the time. I just want to try it. I just want to see what's going to happen. I just want to see what will unfold and what kind of adventures we can have together um, and to have a place to do it that feels accessible and inclusive, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like there's so much to take from that, what you just said, because it's really, how can you bring more experiments and curiosity into your life and not Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, you might do this podcast for the next 10 years or you might do it for the next 10 weeks. Like who Mm -hmm. knows, you're not committed Mm -hmm. for life necessarily if you try Mm -hmm. it. And I think that that Mm -hmm. stops a lot of us feeling like, Oh, if I start a podcast then I'm going to have to do it every week and there'll never Mm -hmm. be a point and all this kind of stuff when really We have a lot more say over those guidelines than we think we do. You know, you mentioned all of the business advice that I think is like, oh, if you have a podcast, it has to go on forever. It has to be in this format. Um, And I do mine now in seasons where I do it for a bit and then I take a break and then I start it again when the time is right or, you know, when fits with everything else that's going on. Um, And I doubt that people who are really trying to build a huge podcast would think that's a great idea, Mm -hmm. but for me and for our community, it really works and it keeps me doing it in a way that if I had to do it every week by like forcing myself, then I know that I would feel like I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. And I would just quit entirely. So I think the takeaway is really you have choice in your yes. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the thing is, is like, I lo- I do love to write, you know? Yeah. And so I decided from the beginning, okay, I'll do a podcast every other, I'll do it twice a month. Mm-hmm. And then I'll still be able to write twice a month. Like every week, right. we can have a conversation, the little ohm community and the soulful self-care community, you know, there can be conversations and there can be teachings and there can be Um, interactions and it can be a few different ways how it feels there has been nothing that I've ever done where I've walked away and said that was terrible I never should have tried it and I didn't learn anything right I mean it just doesn't happen every single time I'm like well I learned I really love writing I learned I really don't like teaching I learned remember Mm -hmm. (laughs) like two like A month after I closed the yoga studio, I learned I really do not like teaching private yoga, only yoga, one-on-one. Like, it just, like, was not my thing. But I tried it, and I just got bored of talking about down dog, you know, because that's just not, like, how I teach yoga or think about yoga. Right. So I'm excited to explore that here in a way that feels fun. But regardless, anything that we do or try – Like, I just learned so much about the process by doing it, not by talking Mm -hmm. about it, you know?
1: (laughs) Right. What other topics
0: do you think you want to explore on the podcast? So again, I have all these amazing friends um, and I'm thinking maybe one every other month, bring on a really special guest and have a conversation about the intentionality. And again, sort of from that root and that base of the soulful self-care around how they're taking care of themselves and the work that they're doing in the world. Um, so that feels really exciting. In terms of the actual topics, I definitely, we're going to have um, a number of episodes around the eight limbs of yoga and actual practical modern life mm-hmm. um, and how our yoga practices are really Um, such a gift and a foundation for integration, not to make us feel bad about our bodies or our fancy pants. Right. (laughs) That's really the last Um... (laughs) thing that we need from yoga. (laughs) So we got to, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about the fitness inspired yoga that's everywhere um, and kind of take it down a notch, Um, Mm -hmm. which will also lead into Ayurveda and my passion and excitement around the past few years really being able to integrate Ayurvedic, an Ayurvedic lens into all areas of my life, which, um, and I've learned from a bunch of teachers and just have profoundly changed digesting emotions, digesting food, watching the seasons, learning how to take really good care of myself, which then has been family, friends, neighbors, community, um, it's a profound, they, it is a profound science and, um, I'm super excited to be able to have a space to, uh, dive into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, there's a number of things that we integrate into the little ohm teachings that now I want to pull through here, pull through the soulful self-care sessions into why you might use Enneagram to learn more about yourself. Um, How you might use something like Byron Katie's The Work um, to learn about how you interact with others. Um, Also, just like you said, the questions that come up a lot. So I'm obsessed with planning, um, (laughs) but not planning in terms of like having all the calendars and filling in all the time slots. I am obsessed with the dance of the masculine and the feminine, the macro and the micro, the seasons of our lives. I'm obsessed with this, like deciding for ourselves that we have all the time we need to do all the things that are most important to our lives. And so I know there'll be a number of planning um, sessions where we'll talk about how we can really make it one of the most joyful practices of our life. Because, you know, I live in a city where a lot of women are high achieving um, and highly productive and highly successful and highly overscheduled and Mm -hmm. they don't feel good. And I know because I used to be like that. I used to be that same way. And this is so much more fun and empowering. Um, And I just feel so much healthier by living this way and excited about teaching it beyond just the little own community where I've been teaching it. So that's some of the stuff I'm excited about diving into. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to
1: listen and hear all of that.
0: Yeah, I love
1: what you're saying about the practical application of those things, too, because I feel like so many of those things can feel a little bit esoteric or kind of how do you bring it into your life. And I know from being your friend that you are really good at – you know, you are one of the people – probably the person – I know the most in my life. And that includes people who like, I read their books and I'm not actually friends with them (laughs) who can learn about something. You spend so much time and study and learning and then you just bring it right Mm -hmm. into your life and start living it. And I think your example of that definitely inspires me so much because I feel like I can be like, Oh, sure. I read that, but then like, I forgot about it or I didn't do anything with it. (laughs) And you're such an implementer, um, that I feel like that's going to be really inspiring for other people too. And that you can give your tips for how you do that because it's not like either of us has the ability to just like lounge around all day and not work.
0: Like we both have
1: to make money. You Mm -hmm. have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, we're doing all of this amidst full lives. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that that's the fun part to me is like I I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Right. I (laughs) I want all the things. I mean, and I'm not, and I and I'm always interested and curious and investigating how that can become truth with integrity. Mm -hmm. And I and behind the scenes, that there really is this twenty plus year marriage. I mean, behind the scenes, I'm super close to my kiddos. That is of utmost priority which is why I also don't want to be traveling alone all over the country speaking and doing retreats and leading because that pulls me away from dinner, pulls me away from bedtime. It pulls me away from really being here, raising my family. So these are some of the topics that I'm always interested in and talking to people about. I want to share more again about sort of books and just like you said, practical tips, because yeah, we have full lives. We have bills and all of the things that everybody has, you know, we're all so much more like <laughs> than yeah. we are different. And um, that's really the mission is how to really just see that in one another and take care of, and take care of each other, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Anna. Thanks for coming on and chatting with me and making it not so scary. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for Will you come back? <laughs>